Warning, this episode contains brain food that will lead to improved emotional and social intelligence. Give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen is fresh, optimistic, and purpose-driven media that promotes well-being from the inside out. Each week, Lisa spotlights diverse trendsetters and change agents who are the greatest contemporary thinkers and doers, devoting their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen, is a widely recognized applied positive psychology expert, author, documentary filmmaker, and lecturer specializing in optimal lifestyle management. Let's get to it. Here's Lisa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness. Let's get to it. American architect and futurist Buckminster Fuller once wrote, If you want to teach people a new way of thinking, don't bother trying to teach them. Instead, give them a tool, the use of which will lead to new ways of thinking. On today's show, we're focusing on the value of digital technology and the miracle of mindfulness apps in awakening and expanding consciousness, as well as enhancing the quality of our lives. My first guest today is Bill Gladstone. All righty then, let's get to it. Today, we're talking about something that really, really interests me, and that is the upside of technology for raising consciousness. And what I mean by that is so many of us are driven to the point of digital distraction. We are on our devices ad nauseum. They're a source of productivity, but also a source of stress. But what happens if we turn to our devices and use them for a little bit of WUSA community and connection? And I've got a collaboration of amazing men who have done that with some apps. And I want to introduce them one by one, talk a little bit about what each one is doing. My first guest is William Gladstone, who is an international best-selling author, founder of Waterside Productions, and one of the top literary agents in the world. He's also a filmmaker and consultant to major media companies. His clients range from Eckhart Tolle to Tom Hartman to Peter Norton. And Bill, welcome to the show. Talk a little bit about how you arrive from the literary industry into this digisphere. Well, we're unique in that we were actually the major force for the entire how to use your computer book revolution, which took place starting in the early 90s. We represented the DOS for Dummies title, which led to the Four Dummies book series. So I personally got a chance to work with the founders of most of the major technology companies. So I've been involved through the books with technology from the very beginning. Um, Jeff Bezos of Amazon actually came to one of my conferences very early on. We used to give conferences for the tech world. Um, I've interacted with, you know, when he was alive, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, Peter Norton was a client. We worked with the biggest and best technology companies when they were very small companies. We created publishing divisions for them. And for many years, we were so busy with technology books, we didn't even bother with other books. I actually turned down Tony Robbins as a client because it wasn't significant enough uh, at the time to divert me from what was available dealing with the technology books, which were selling millions and millions of copies. Uh, collectively, we've sold over 300 million copies just of our tech books. So that's how I started you know, morphing from 
just books to being very aware of technology, actually even representing software as well as film and online course products. And so it was just natural, you know, technology keeps moving. So apps, you know, started popping up and many of our clients have created apps. And Jim Justice, who you're going to hear from in a few minutes, approached me with this wonderful app that he created, The Vibe. And it was just perfect, particularly since by this time, our client base has become much more diverse. Um, We still represent a lot of technology authors, but our main focus for the last 15 years has been mind, body, spirit. People like Eckhart Tolle, Neil Donald Walsh, Barbara DeAngelis, and and many other wonderful spiritual visionaries. So when Jim explained what he was doing with the vibe, I immediately saw that one of the values of the vibe would be the ability to provide a diverse group of experts on not just mindfulness, which was Jim's initial focus, but on relationships and many other topics. And so we have been working with Jim to provide our best authors and to use their material and in many cases have them create new material for the vibe, which is a very simple app, which can be programmed so that your phone wakes you up or reminds you at whatever time you choose with a nice short message that is going to be directly relevant to creating a better day for you and that is relevant to what you're interested in. So for me, it was just a natural evolution. Let's bring Jim on. Jim Justice is an entrepreneur with 19 years of experience in startup businesses, focusing on various aspects of internet security, electronic payments, document exchange, and web development. And his newest venture, which I'm delighted to be a part of, is The Vibe, the app. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Oh, glad you could be here. Talk a little bit about the vibe because it's, it's growing in its scope to really sounds like be more of a resource for optimal lifestyle management. That's an interesting way to put it. Um, you know, I would, I would say absolutely the core of our objective in choosing our authors is to have a, a mindfulness basis to all the messaging. Uh, that goes out on the vibe and, uh, you know, achieving a state of mindfulness uh, really, we, we think, uh, can use the guidance of uh, some of these thought leaders uh, in the movement right now. And, you know, I call it a movement because I think that in, over the last 10 years, we've seen a significant growth in the, the reach of the mindfulness movement. And we're just really glad to be a part of that. Well, I think people are hungry. You know, we are so busy in our days. You know, we are, we are working hard, not sleeping enough, not taking as good of care of ourselves as, as many of us would like to. There are those peak performers out there who are doing a great job of it, but we need tools to access content and support. Right. And I think that this is where the vibe fits in quite well. When we started putting the, the app together, uh, one of the considerations was whether or not that the apps that were currently available took care of the, the objective that we were planning to offer. And, you know, we're going to hear from Anshul in a minute, who uh, started, I think, one of the leading uh, mindfulness apps and directed at meditation called Be Nirvana. And we decided that, well, you know, because uh, the apps were out there like Be Nirvana that really took care of the meditation side, that we would emphasize messaging from the thought leaders in this. 
And to our group, you know, you can meditate your way to a state of mindfulness, just like you could learn to play tennis. If you learn to play tennis on your own without a coach, it may take you four times as long. You probably will never become a pro, right? Uh, and so the vibes fits nicely into the mix of other apps um, by providing this guidance. It's like light touch messaging during the day from thought leaders, no, mindfulness mainly. Of course, it does extend to relationships and things, as Bill points out, but uh, with a mindfulness basis. Well, isn't it all hopefully mindful, you know, that we're really <laughs> dealing with being, you know, sort of full of awareness, full of presence in all that we do. And that's what we're so challenged by. You know, it's funny. My earliest understanding of what mindfulness was, was being polite. Ah. <laughs> yeah. When your mom was saying, be mindful of other people, it was saying, hey, be aware of their energy and don't step on it effectively. Right. And it's funny. I, I probably, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what other people's experience was with the word mindfulness. But uh, as as I came to realize what it truly meant. Um, it's, a, it's about sitting without judgment, um, in a state of peace. Yeah. So I, Jim, I just want to jump in if it's okay. Um, because you inspired me to what I was told growing up that the most important thing to do as a child and as an adult was to be kind to others. And when you combine mindfulness, cause you can't really be kind unless you're aware. So I think that, you know, you you've got to beautiful entry point here into why mindfulness is so important because it's not just about being aware but then also through kindness perhaps is the easiest explanation putting mindfulness into action so i think it, it's you know much more relevant than many people think it's not just about being in a state of awareness it's also about applying that state of awareness i think that's a fair point and the best way to do this was with some guidance i mean i think that mm -hmm. Trying to figure this all out on your own is quite a challenge. Of course, a great way to do it is start reading a book, right? Uh, talk to your friends, get a book uh, that they recommend and learn about achieving a mindful state. I think that the other thing we need to do is be, pay attention to it on a daily basis and not even on a daily basis, but on a constant basis. It's very hard to do. I mean, I think that that's the real goal here is to kind of maintain, achieve and maintain a state of mindfulness. And um, that's really what at least our app is trying to do is, is provide that light touch messaging throughout the day uh, that allows you to kind of reset and go back to perhaps a lesson you, you learned earlier in the morning uh, kind of throughout your busy day. I want to ask a question of both Bill and you, Jim, about this light touch messaging. And Bill, this first question is about how the evolution of the literary profession has changed over the years as our attention spans have been reduced over time because of technology and the immediacy which, which, with which we can gratify ourselves using it. How does that change how content creators are making books now? Shorter and shorter and shorter. There's yeah. always going to be the exceptions. And then you have, you know, because everything's going shorter every once in a while, you're going to get one of these huge 800 page novels that's going to take off. But the, the emphasis is shorter, shorter, shorter. And that's why, you know, apps are overtaking if they have not already in terms of revenue generation over books. Books are you know, lucky if they grow at 1%. I think we grew 1% in 
in the book industry last year and everyone celebrated because we weren't going down. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people understand that when we write books as authors, we don't necessarily write them to make money. We write them for the love of the material and sharing and also to raise street credibility. Absolutely. I mean, 90% of the authors I represent don't really regard the revenue they make from their book as having any significance. It's really more of a marketing tool for their primary activity, whether that's being a major keynote speaker, a major consultant, and the book helps with that. And then every once in a while, you get an exception where the book sells a million copies and obviously becomes more important than their daily activities. But, you know, that's something like Marie Kondo that we represented or an Eckhart Tolle, you know, books that have sold, you know, three, five, 10 million copies. It's not something you anticipate. And then what you're able to deliver with the Vibe app, as you call it, light touch. Jim, talk a little bit about how these thought leaders are presenting content on a daily basis to their communities through the Vibe. Well, a lot of these guys have daily emails that they send out. And this has been going on for quite a while where you go sign up for an inspirational email or some kind of daily reminder or inspiration from somebody that you may perhaps and probably usually someone's book that you read that's putting these emails out. And we kind of discovered, and my co-founders were some of those people, they actually had a daily publication and they put out a one minute read. And these messages they put out take one minute to read and something that people were reading while they ate their cereal in the morning. Uh, But we found that People, this was an imperfect way to deliver this content. Um, email is kind of messy. Um, it, things end up in inboxes and lost in inboxes. And people kind of have a, I think, a kind of um, uh, nasty rapport with their inbox in a, in a lot of uh, ways because of all the junk we got. And so we decided to put an app together to penetrate that noise. And so the vibe delivers what you might call an inspiration or a uh, some some light a, some a one minute read in the morning that provides some guidance uh, that you can use throughout your day. And then one of the other things we realized that we had an advantage with uh, in using the phone was that we could provide a little uh, reminder of that morning message throughout the day, which is key because if it's learning science has shown that people generally retain about 10% of what they read. If you read something uh, two or three times, you can double that. You can get up to like 50% retention. But if you actually use something that you read or learn, and using could mean uh, perhaps teaching somebody else about it, having a conversation about it, or applying it to your current circumstance, your retention goes up to 90%. Interesting. And right. And and so everybody knows, right? It's you a lot of times you can get an inspirational email, you read it in the morning at eight thirty while you're eating your cereal, then the kids need to get to school, you gotta get to work. All of a sudden, within an hour, you've forgotten that good feeling that you had when you read that morning message. That little endorphin rush that you got about, you know, the beautiful, beautiful perspective on life is just gone. Yeah. But if you had a chance to have a little guru over your shoulder kind of whisper in your ear, hey, don't forget about that little thing you learned this morning, you can actually get that endorphin rush back during the day and you can apply it to whatever situation 
you happen to be in. I mean, maybe you're sitting in a meeting with your uh, with your team at two in the afternoon and uh, somebody's on the whiteboard and you really just don't want to hear what they have to say. And, you know, things are tense and you might get a, a little uh, gong sound on your phone from the vibe that says something really uh, relevant to how you're feeling at the moment. And it, it's amazing the feedback we get. People give us that exact scenario and say, man, you know, I was I was about to explode in the middle of the day and I got I got a reminder from the vibe and it just everything got better. It just chilled me out. Three. We're going to need to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation about the upside of conscious technology and digital gurus, because I've got three of them in the house with me today to learn more about the work that's going on over at the Vibe app. Please check out on Facebook, the Vibe mobile app, and you can learn more about Bill Gladstone's work at Waterside Productions through Facebook at Waterside Productions. You can also consult your favorite Google and get to their websites as well through there. Here comes the break. We'll be right back. We'll carry on the conversation and then hear from B Nirvana as well. Here comes the break. To learn more about cultivating sustainable well-being at home and the office, visit HarvestingHappiness.com and explore Lisa's experiential on-site brain fitness workshops, corporate programming, and speaking engagement services. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us now, we're focusing on the value of digital technology, the miracle of mindfulness apps in awakening and expanding our consciousness. My guests today thus far in the room are William Gladstone. Bill is the best-selling author and founder of Waterside Productions, Inc., and Jim Justice, who is also the founder of the Vibe mobile app. He's done lots of other things that uh, regarding startup businesses, focusing on internet security, electronic payments, document exchange, digital, digital, digital stuff. So you guys, prior to the break, you were talking about the uses of the Vibe app and how it can help diffuse. Jim, you told a story of somebody who was about to explode and then got the little guru reminder, got the gong and was able to diffuse that energy and respond appropriately to a situation. Yeah. Just the ability to reset. And uh, I love the word diffuse. Yeah. Kind of diffuse your perspective of what's going on and return to a mindful state. This is the power of what these apps can do. They can work in ways to set these constant reminders, which you said helps concretize the message that is being communicated or deployed for the day. Bill, I'm curious from your side, from the literary side, how you see apps like The Vibe and Be Nirvana also supporting expanded areas uh, beyond mindfulness to help people live more productive uh, and happier lives. Well, I, I see mindfulness as returning to center, returning to your space of optimal performance. So it's directly linked to whatever motivates you. I mean, if you're an athlete, these reminders, and if you just look at athletes, you know, they reset after every play. It's kind of the same in your life. If you're in the middle of stressful activity, you can get off center. So the mindfulness part is very important in getting you back to center. Now, in addition to focusing on mindfulness, 
some of the authors and thought leaders that we've brought into the vibe also have very specific advice and wisdom related to relationships, business productivity. And in many cases, that specific advice is also going to be helpful. And I believe greatly, we talked a little bit before the show started, and I think we'll be finishing with this segment about collective consciousness. And there's notions such as synchronicity. And in my experience, when you make a commitment to something like the vibe, strangely, synchronicity takes over and you may be entering a meeting or an activity and you will just happen to receive the exact message you need for your highest possible performance in that moment from the vibe. So that's getting a little more into the esoteric nature of how everything is actually interconnected, most importantly, universal consciousness. But in terms of your question of productivity, absolutely, something like the vibe, as well as many of the books we represent, can have tremendous value to an individual in their specific field. Does the vibe offer an ability for a subscriber to explore? So say you come into the vibe because you follow Barbara DeAngelis, for example, but there are so many others that you're offering there. How does one get in and explore? That's a great question because a new feature we're adding currently you can do it. So the vibe emphasizes subscribing to one thought leader and working on the guidance that, that one leader provides, because we figure if you could kind of change one thing about your life every day for 365 days a, a year, that's, that's a lot already, right? That said, we've gotten feedback that people want to be able to peruse the messaging from kind of our, our whole bank of leaders. And so a feature we're adding is to allow you to double tap the screen and bounce from, from uh, author to author. Uh, but again, uh, and I, that'll probably be out in uh, three weeks, but currently you can do the same thing by going and changing your channel and kind of reviewing leaders that way. It's just a little more of a roundabout way of doing it. Well, what's interesting is that really the vibe can become an encyclopedia for thought leadership. It can work in reverse. You might get there because you follow one person, but say you're looking to expand or improve other areas of your life. You're then able to reach those resources very quickly without ordering the book, getting instant gratification, because let's face it, we all want it right now. Mm. <laughs> That's, uh, are we, sounds like we're developing some new features for the app right now. <laughs> mm. Mm. I've got my pen out. Let's just keep going. Um, no, yeah, I think that that's interesting. Once we've, you know, we've been, uh, we did a soft launch in August. August 1st is what we called it. And uh, it, you know, over this period of time, we have already amassed quite a bit of content. Um, we don't currently have a search feature for that content, but where you're going with that is that would be a nice feature. And I think as we, as the content database becomes more extensive, that would make a lot of sense. Thank you. Wow, you're welcome. That, that was free. There's no charge for that. <laughs> but, you know, it makes me think about what you said, Bill, about the synchronicity of all things. And you and I have a uh, synchron is it synchronous? Is that the right word? We have a connection that comes very much in that way. Like I didn't know that you were involved in the vibe, but you and I are connected through 
another mutual friend. And that's the way life works when you pay attention. Absolutely. My, my whole thing with the synchronicity is really getting more into the, the realm of some of the authors I represent, like Dr. Irvin Laszlo, Mark Gober, and End Upside Down Thinking, Deepak Chopra. Consciousness is probably the cause of our reality, not an aspect of our reality. And as science is beginning to explore this, we're becoming aware that many of the ideas of people like Jung, who was the first person to really identify synchronicity as a universal phenomena, are correct. Things happen with design that is only available in awareness to a higher level of consciousness. And we, you know, no matter how conscious we may be as an individual, we're never at the ultimate unified consciousness level when we're in our bodies. So things can happen if you become open to allowing them to happen. And I think that the vibe is a wonderful cure almost for the way technology has distracted people. I mean, technology in and of itself. There it is. is. (laughs) On cue. Synchronicity right there. Right as we're talking, it was right on cue (laughs) as an illustration. I didn't even have to create that. So, but technology in and of itself is, is neutral. We can use technology to unify. We can also use technology or be used by technology because the technology in many cases, has its own use and its own purpose, which, you know, in most cases is to make a lot of money for the people who created it. And they do not necessarily care about the well-being of the world as a whole or even their consumers as a whole. So what we, we're trying to do is use the vibe as a way to raise awareness, not just for each individual as an individual, but also at the level of the species as a whole. Because there's a level of consciousness in which we are all interconnected. And insofar as we can return to center through mindfulness and be receptive to the highest and best vibrations, if you will, available to us, we're not only going to improve our individual lives, but we're going to be raising the vibration of the planet as a whole. And my novel, The Twelve, which was the recounting of the Mayan calendar, uh, and, you know, received tremendous benefit because everyone thought it was the basis for the movie. Um, but it was actually the opposite of the movie. The Mayan elders who I consulted with told me that I had somehow stumbled upon the true message of the Mayan calendar, which is all about the fact that the vibration of this planet actually did change on December 21st, 2012. What that means and the implications, we could go on for hours. But things really are different and the opportunities are different. And something like the vibe, and, and, you know, it's not just the vibe. There's other applications out there as well. But it's really important that we use our technology in a way that unifies us rather than distracts us and makes us less than what we can be. So I, I'm really a, a big fan of the vibe and very grateful to Jim for all the hard work he's put into developing it. And I, I love the fact that just in this radio show, you've come up with sort of creating an almost encyclopedia, Wikipedia, if you will, of great ideas from great thought leaders that you can digest in a minute or less. That's that's a wonderful way of characterizing, you know, the potential here for the vibe. Is there a way we can just kind of keep that between us? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> she shared it with I, the world. Maybe a little. <laughs> 
We have shared it with the world. No, but you know what? We can, we could all send out memos to ourselves via U.S. Postal Service and trademark it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> Listen, I want to, br- I want to bring on another perspective in this app space. I'm anticipating enthusiastically having Anshul join the conversation, but I want to take a break before we do to learn more about ways in which these apps are being used to enlighten, uplift, and support us in our digital distraction era, please visit Waterside Productions on Facebook and um, the Vibe mobile app on Facebook. You can also Google each one of these companies and see more, learn more, subscribe, and, and connect. Let's take that break. We'll be right back, and that's a promise. Did you know that happiness is actually good for your health? Happy people live longer, are more productive, and make better partners, parents, and professionals. Connect with us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and follow Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen for a daily dose of inspiration. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness. If you're just joining us now, I urge you to download and share this episode because we're continuing the conversation about the upside of conscious technology, how to use technology and not be used by it. We're carrying on the conversation with my guest today, William Gladstone of Waterside Productions and Jim Justice of The Vibe app. But I want to bring on a third contributor to today's show, and that is my next guest, who is Anshul Koka. After graduating from the Academy of Intuition Medicine, Anshul Koka and his business partner discovered there was room for a lot more in the meditation and mindfulness app space. Born and raised in India with a lot of yogic philosophy ingrained in his upbringing, helped him see that depth is missing in the mainstream apps. Anshul, thanks for joining the conversation and joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me, Lisa, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Happy to be here. Oh, well, happy to have you. So the app that you've developed is BeNirvana.com, which is a very cool app. Talk a little bit what sets it apart from others out there on the market. Sure. So as you mentioned earlier, BeNirvana.com came about after having gone through over a decade of meditating myself and having graduated as an energy medicine practitioner Just looking at the technology space and the mindfulness app space, we realized there was a lot of depth that was lacking in the existing apps out there. A lot of the apps are very surface level. And what what for me meditation is, it's a very rich and deep practice that can really transform a person's life. It does not happen overnight. It takes commitment and practice, but over days, weeks, and months, one can really transform not only who they are, but everything in their life. And when I looked at what was out there, there was no single product in the space that was really catering to an audience that was looking for more depth. And that is how Be Nirvana came about to be. Very cool. Talk a little bit about the difference, because one of the things that I noticed on the app is the ability to customize one's experience in the digital environment. Absolutely. So that's another angle we're tackling this mindfulness mindfulness and meditation app space with is a lot of the products out there are one voice. So either you love the voice or you do not. 
it's mostly one teacher. So one biggest differentiating factor is that we have about 15 teachers in the app and we're constantly bringing on new teachers. What we find to be true is that there are a lot of gifted, wonderful teachers out there that have a message that is very unique and they have a voice, but not a medium to share that voice. And that's what Beanervana is doing for them is helping them reach an audience and we find that a different a different category of audience resonates with a different teacher, with a different voice, with a different style. So that's one way you can really find somebody that you're really resonating with on the app. And that's one way to differentiate our app. The other angle we're really coming at it is with this whole musical and soundscape-based experience. Although the meditations and wisdom nuggets are great as audio pieces we find that music and sound is a universal language and anybody and everybody can be moved with music and sound so we're really going big and heavy in this last one month we just released our first version and we're really going big and heavy with music and sound having a billboard musician on board creating exclusive music for the app where you can customize what we're calling a soundscape, which is multiple layers of music. And on top of that, you can really add nature sounds and create a beautiful soundscape with video visuals and multiple elements to already be in a meditative state before you begin to use the app. And it sounds like you're giving people a nature bathing experience, which is an additional added benefit. Absolutely. We have so many people reaching out to us that say some days they just turn on the app for the music and for the nature sounds and they just sit in silence because that in and of itself is very healing. And we spent months really curating all of these sounds and working with a very top level musician to create these sounds that are not only exclusive, but really deep and rich. And we're going to continue to expand on this side of the app as well. Let's talk a little bit about how Be Nirvana and the Vibe app um, have some overlap in terms of offering people the ability to explore, because this is really interesting that you may come onto the platform because you like the voice or the style of one of the meditations, but it then gives you the opportunity, much like the Vibe will, to explore other thought leaders and contributors. And I would love Absolutely. to hear from Jim about that. The two of you could probably talk for days about this. Well, yeah, I, I've used Be Nirvana. And uh, I have to say, it, it, to me, I think it's the best meditation app I've used. Uh, everything he's talking about is, is really cool. And unlike some of the other apps, I can go in and select a background. And music kind of, and he said music, but I think it's more like just sounds, right? Um, that is most appropriate for how I'm feeling at the time. Or, I, you know, for me, I just have one that I, I tend to go back to all the time. Um, and, the, and he talks about, uh, he mentioned the ability that, to choose um, your voice. I mean, to choose your meditation leader. Um, a lot of the other apps have a single voice. They have a single, like that some of the leaders, I think are headspace and calm, you know, they have the same person doing all the meditations and, you know, that can be, very restrictive. And so I think the difference uh, between the, that I see between the apps are uh, Beer Nevada is very much uh, directed towards meditation, uh, which is a, really an important part of uh, your, your everyday life. Once you, once you started to, to do it, I mean, meditation is key to achieving a mindful state. Whereas the vibe is probably emphasizing daily wisdom and guidance um, more at a contemplative uh, level, 
um, that I think also is, and we feel strongly is very important to, to maintaining a, uh, spiritual and, and, uh, balanced life. So together, I think that these two things uh, are two apps like these are very important in what we're trying to do and kind of bringing these things and expanding consciousness to the, to the greater, uh, greater universe here. Are you going to cross promote or link to one another on the app platform? So if somebody is interested, let's say in having these daily pearls of wisdom coming from vibe and begins to trust vibe and see, it says, okay, this is, this is a valuable, um, reputable space. And they're recommending I check out, you know, be Nirvana and vice versa. We talked about it. And we had one conversation, um, where we could potentially put uh, some of Anshul's meditations in the vibe. The vibe does have a basic meditation timer really because it, you know, it needs it. But um, we are thinking about adding some guided meditations in there as well. Nothing nearly as extensive as what these guys are doing, but yeah, we, we had one conversation. I think it'd be cool because I, I mean, I, I work with clients actually out in the field still, and I do hear complaints from clients that certain meditation teachers voices don't resonate. So that to me, I think you're addressing that spot on, but the other is how, if one is in a place of inquiry and wanting to expand to learn, to learn who, who, who is the right person to, to learn from. Well, Ansel, I mean, uh, to me, the it's more about what's resonating for me. And a lot of it just has to do with style. Like when I'm looking and flicking through, looking for a guided meditation, generally I, I meditate to a timer. But sometimes I'm looking for something specific. And that, you know, I go on and be Nirvana and I look for um, two things. I look for con- the, the subject matter, kind of what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to get to sleep, perhaps, or maybe I'm trying to get rid of some anxiety or something, you know, I'll go look for some subject matter first and then look for a voice that kind of resonates with me and a style. And that's what it's about, right, Anshul? And that's your big advantage. Absolutely, Jim. It's it's a lot about the voice and the style. Obviously, the subject matter is key. If you're looking for a meditation, you're not going to listen to sleep content and vice versa. But we have a lot of our users come to us and appreciate one teacher or the other just because everybody has individual and unique needs. And that's what we're trying to cater to. There goes technology again. (laughs) (laughs) We can't get away from it, so we better learn to use it wisely, which is, you know, again, really what we're talking about today. Uh, We're going to take that break. We'll be right back, and that is a guarantee. Who says money can't buy happiness? Whether you are a skeptic or seeker, check out Lisa's new book, Are We Happy Yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. A boot camp manual for greater emotional fitness is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, IndieBound, and HarvestingHappiness.com. Here's a truth bomb. Emotions are contagious, and happiness is a universally desired state. But we tend to forget that we all have the freedom to be happy or the liberty to be miserable each day, regardless of external circumstances. Explore the journey of human happiness, how to find it and keep it, with Lisa's documentary film, H-Factor. Where is your heart? Visit HarvestingHappiness.com to learn more. Ooh, 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 
Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us now, we're talking about enhancing the quality of our lives through digital apps. My guests today are Bill Gladstone, Jim Justice, and Anshul Coca. Bill, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to loop you back in the conversation because um, coming from the world of film and, and media, how do you see apps like this perhaps being a bridge or segue into film? Well, I, I can imagine certain scenarios. I can even imagine films in which people are brought into the film through an app and films in which apps become protagonists in the film. I actually am involved with a project like that right now called People Together, where what happens on screen is actually going to be reflected in real time creation of a massive new uh, social network. So, you know, there, there's some very, you know, direct applications in terms of serialization of you know new formats i know that a lot of money is going into you know 12 minute programs well if they're already down to 12 minute won't take long before they're down to two to three minutes and you know obviously then the mobile phone is going to become a major source of delivery for that content but you know there's a lot going on everything is possible no one knows with any certainty know what exactly is going to happen here. Only when we get there will we know. <laughs> you know, five years ago, I don't think m most of us thought we would be having a conversation like this, that, that meditation or personal growth was something that you did in your room quietly or maybe in a yoga studio if you had a practice, but not something that you carried with you in your pocket. Very true. Also, because of technology in this space, we've been involved with some massive 100,000 to, I think in one case, over a million people throughout the world meditating at the same time on the same focus. And so there's, there are ways that technology, you know, and which is one of the topics that interests me, can contribute to raising the vibration. There's a resonance project from HeartMath, which is also about creating worldwide resonance through meditation. So there's a lot going on in this space. Oh, I'd, I'd love to talk with them. I would love to have HeartMath on to talk about the Resonance Project. We can arrange that. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. That, I mean, I am in intrigued by that because it's about the, the collective consciousness and that United States of interdependence, which I think all of these, all of this mm -hmm. technology, the apps that you've created really taps into the fact that we can't do it alone, nor should we. Nor can we actually. We are all connected and I've got another project I'm working on right now called We Rise Up, which is a wonderful movie with a lot of thought leaders in it. And it just occurred to me in promoting that the pitch for the book that goes along with it. We've turned everything upside down. It takes a village to raise a child. But we're actually now living in a world where it takes a child to raise a village. Every single individual, including, you know, our newest individuals, contributes to the whole. And we're now more aware of this in ways that. It didn't exist a hundred or a thousand years ago. What each and every one of us does has a direct impact on the whole. And this is new information that we are just beginning to realize and understand. Tom Shadiak in his documentary film, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I am, you know, he talks a lot about that. Yeah, we, we were very involved. Tom Hartman's one of my clients, and he was one of the featured speakers. Actually, HeartMath's in that film also. It, it is. The, yeah. the relationship with the yogurt, right? Connected to the yogurt, yeah. but not connected to the yogurt. 
And you'll yeah, and have then, to watch you know, the film to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. And then there's also, we also represent, you know, Will Arns of What the Bleep, the producer there. And you have the whole thing with Emoto and the relation of water and how you can put emotion into water. And yeah, we're, we're learning things that, you know, 20, 30 years ago were considered fringe, but are actually being proven by mainstream scientists to be real. And as we accept that the universe is slightly more eerie and weird, which is actually a scientific term, than we had anticipated, we can explore with greater productivity how we conduct our lives. Well, spooky action at a distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, and these apps, you guys, I mean, I mean, hats off to you to be so innovative, to see the need. It's beyond making money. Yes, everybody wants to be prosperous and have success, but the, but you're serving, you're serving to help people have better lives. Yeah. You know, just to kind of stay on that previous topic, I think what's interesting is, and, and the way the apps play into the bigger picture is, you know, we live in a world where the velocity of the exchange of information and ideas and knowledge is increasing every day. And it's extraordinary already. So where in the past we had a, perhaps a small group of people who were kind of starting to draw this connection between quantum mechanics and quantum theory and consciousness. Now, I mean, in just even 15 years ago, that was probably a very small group of people. Uh, because of the velocity of the exchange of information and knowledge, this is like wide held belief now by yeah. millions and hundreds of millions of people are, are starting to kind of see the connection there and feel their participation in it and their connectedness to, to, the, to the bigger picture. I think that that is so interesting and technology is the catalyst for that happening. Right. Yes. So we're, we've got two apps that are a little tiny little piece of this grander s scheme of things that's going on. Um, it, it's so interesting that it almost somehow seems prearranged, right? I mean, this is going somewhere and we all feel it. And perhaps Bill's right. I mean, perhaps it was in 2012, the switch was flicked that moved us into a whole new, uh, era. And uh, we're just the beginning of it. Ashwell, did you want to chime in? Absolutely, uh, Lisa. Actually, I'd love to comment on your topic about on the topic about entrepreneurship and how people are trying to make money. Where, whereas, you know, there's there's this discussion about collective consciousness and how some entrepreneurs are more focused on really uplifting the conscious state of the world we live in today. And uh, that's very true for both Vibe and Be Nirvana. Be Nirvana is actually set up as a public benefit corp for that very reason. The day we formed the company, the goal was to uplift public consciousness before to make money. And as you said, obviously, all entrepreneurs need to make money. All businesses need money to sustain. But money only serves a certain purpose. The goal here is to not only help a global audience, but to help teachers spread their message. And I think both companies are doing a great job at doing exactly that. It's about raising yeah. and expanding social currency. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I'll just chime in. I think it was over 20 years ago, we put our mission statement on our website um, as a literary agency, uh, an unusual mission statement, but our mission statement is to help authors and publishers create and distribute information that will help create a better world. 
And I think that our focus on that rather than on how much money we can make has been one of the reasons we've been you know, so successful. I think that when you make a contribution that is larger than for yourself, the benefits are just going to come anyway. And if you just focus on yourself, you're, you're, you're not going to, to achieve at near the level that you can when you take a larger perspective and really ask yourself every day, how can I and my business contribute to the world? I would agree with that 500%. You know that, that, and when we, you know, loop, loop the whole theme of happiness back around all of this as the, as the bow that most of us are happy when we are being of use. It's interesting. Absolutely. In our film, Definitely. Tapping the Source, we found that was the question we asked 120 thought leaders, what is your source of happiness? And what we found, the leading, there, there were two things. Basically, mindfulness was number one because your connection to your source. And then the two most important things were one, communicating gratitude and number three, being of service. Those were the three keys to happiness. Yeah. And that's probably a perfect note to end on. I want, <laughs> I want to give everybody's contact information again to learn more about the work of Bill Gladstone. Go to waterside.com to learn more about the Vibe app and the work of Jim Justice. Please go to vibe.me and to learn more about the work of Anshul Koka and Be Nirvana, please go to benirvana.com. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness. This is Lisa Cypress Kamen and my guest today, Bill Gladstone, Jim Justice, and Anshul Koka, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Go out and rock your day. Keep harvesting your own happiness anytime and anywhere from the comfort of wherever you are. Subscribe, listen, and share hundreds of downloadable episodes via our free app or from our libraries at toginet.com, iTunes, Google Play, and other fine podcast platforms. To learn more about Lisa's global consulting services, please visit harvestinghappiness.com. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen. Harvesting Happiness is produced in collaboration with Toginet Radio, KBUU-RadioMalibu.net, and is available on PRX, the public radio exchange.